Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, coaches, people doing things on the cutting edge and sharing those with the world. So today we have Amanda Kate. And she is, um, she describes herself as divine, messy, human. She's an author. Uh, she's a movement specialist, mentor, a mother. And so coming from, calling in from Australia. And so it's going to be a fantastic conversation. It's going to be about emotional health freedom, emotional fluency. So I'm really excited about this show. So Amanda, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Christopher. It's a pleasure to be here. Um I know we had connected through Podmatch and, um, you know, it's a very interesting platform. And so tell us more about yourself, your company, your business and how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. So in Australia, kinesiology is a little bit different from what it is in the UK. Yes, we do the muscle movements and the movement of the physical body. But we're also looking at the quantum physics aspect that they've proven that the universe is 4% physical matter. So when I'm looking at your meat suit, the human bit that you're walking around in, there's also all of the other bits that you've just mentioned that fly into it. It's financial, it's emotional, mental, physical, um, spiritual, all of those different aspects make us who we are. And I think that's why it really drew me is because I knew that my physical health actually didn't have a huge amount to do with my physical body. It had to do with the psychological stress, the emotional stress, the lack of spiritual health. And so I was getting really, really sick. Mm. And modern doctors were going, but you're the healthiest sick person we know. We don't know what to do with you almost. And it wasn't until I started looking, I guess, down slightly different alternative um, routes that I started realizing it was the, you know, I went to a psychologist, um, which is not so alternative, but it's still looking in a different avenue because I thought it was my physical body that was the problem. But it was actually all those other stresses that were creating the physical dis-ease within the body. And so it wasn't disease, it was dis-ease. And I think even that distinction sat better in my body because it made sense to me that it was the emotional stress I'd been under for so many years that was starting to have an effect on that physical body. And this is what you see in stress, in overwhelm, in burnout, in 
all of those things that happen in those more high flying industries, whether you be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, anything public facing, let's face it, is pretty damn stressful. And anything in the service industry is very stressful as well. And you see these people who are trying to do and do and do and do and do more. And I was in that as well. And there's no fulfillment. There's, you know, for me, it was my marriage was very, very stressful. Mm. I didn't know I was in an emotionally and psychologically abusive marriage until I had two professionals say, I'm really sorry, I'm stepping out of my wheelhouse here, but how about you go look up narcissistic personality disorder because everything we've talked about for this past year, it may just give you some answers. Mm. And so they didn't tell me what I was dealing with, but they they showed me the way. And I read it and I went, oh, my God. And literally that was one was on the Tuesday, one was on the Thursday. I still remember it was the first week of 2016 and on the Friday I kicked my ex-husband out of out of my bed. Um, he wouldn't leave the house, but, you know, we at least separated from then. I noticed after, you know, obviously the, the divorce process is not for the faint-hearted, and I went through more emotional and psychological stress. However, not having that day-to-day bombardment on myself helped me gain some distance and perspective and working with different mental health professionals as well as different natural health professionals as well as traditional doctors i started to get more and more answers because i wasn't just relying on this one thing i was looking at a multitude of different things that were feeding into that physical health and one of the biggest things for me was being able to acknowledge that emotional state within me being able to see what i was feeling Mm-hmm. and understand then the link between that emotional state that it built for so many years into how it was breaking down the physical body. Oh. And that for me was absolutely fascinating. And that was the path that I found the type of kinesiology I do in where we do look at all of those different aspects of the human body. We tap into a lot of the Chinese uh, medicine sort of uh, TCM principles in terms of the meridian system and the way that the energy flows as well as the chakranadi system so we use a lot of those energetic systems to look at what's going on in the body as well as looking at the way you know the physicality of it is moving fascinating Mm. um yeah very interesting you know when i was going through training you know residency training here in the for uh physicians you know Mm. you, you notice you know weight gain and um uh, just bad sleep habits and eating poorly yeah. and it manifests in different, you know, ways. But uh, what's interesting is you talk about, um, you, you have a lot of um, experience and expertise is um, prioritizing internal truth over external influence. That's very yes. interesting. Elaborate on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love what you say about when you were going through that, that, um, you know, residency and you're noticing the weight gain and the poor sleep habits. That's your, and you know it, I don't need to tell you, you're a doctor, you know, that's your adrenal system going, I need to be on high alert all the time. And as a doctor, you do. And when you're on call, you are on high alert. So of course you can't sleep well, because there's effectively that bear outside your cave. (laughs) that's saying you're not safe, it's not good to go into a deep sleep because you're going to be called on to be into action. And so it makes a lot of sense. But as I learned this, I started to look at, you know, for me, it hadn't been safe to sleep because emotionally and psychologically I wasn't safe. So I didn't have that spring into action type thing and, you know, 
I'm going to be called out of, you know, the break room or whatever it is to you literally go from zero to 100 in 0.6 of a second. And what I'd realized is my intuition had been screaming at me for years that something wasn't right. Hmm. If I'm honest with myself, I was getting red flags before I got married. Hmm. I got red flags right through the relationship. And yet, because of my upbringing, because of the type of person I was, I had always been told I was too sensitive and I needed thicker skin and I couldn't take a joke. No one ever apologised for, you know, being mean and nasty. It was always put back onto me. And so when I was getting those bits of intuition coming into me, I wasn't listening to it. I wasn't trusting it. Now, we can call it intuition. We can call it psychic senses. We can call it gut feelings. We can call it vibes. Whatever resonates with you, it's all kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. It is feeling into our body, understanding what those messages are. And the difference was I heard them. I certainly did not listen to them. I did not trust them because I didn't trust myself. And I never acted on them because I was too afraid to act on them. Mm. And so, you know, as doctors, when you're pushed to the edge or when, you know, for me and my relationship being pushed to the edge, you, you can't read all of that intuition because you're constantly in this go state. And I've had to train myself to slow down, to come out of that go state, mm -hmm. to spend more time in nature, to spend more time in meditation, to spend more time just staring out the window or when I'm drinking my coffee to actually stop and smell it and taste it rather than get it in a to-go cup and race around trying to, you know, shove it down my throat until the next appointment. It is really putting in those little moments through the day for me to slow down and tap into my body and ask it, what are you trying to tell me today? And so, you know, I had a podcast interview before you today and because we're already 7am and I don't mind getting up early. My alarm still went off at quarter to five this morning, but I'm going, you know what? It's nearly Christmas. I'm pretty tired. I know that when we were first organising this, I mucked up our time zones. There's all sorts of stuff that I don't usually do that has been coming in lately. I have had appointments that not that I've missed, but that I've overlapped with other appointments. I have made all sorts of mistakes. Now, for me, what that tells me, I need to slow the hell down. I need to take a break. I need to go back through everything and double check stuff in that slower state without mm -hmm. allowing myself being bombarded by more stuff. And so that was one of those really big things. And because you can't hear your quiet intuition, those quiet things your voice, inner voice is telling you, when you're constantly in the hustle and bustle, you're getting all those pings and notifications and we're hurtling through life at 40, 60, 80, 100 kilometres an hour. We're, you know, in the shops where there's lights and there's sounds and there's music and our senses are overloaded. And so for me, it's almost like I put those little horse blinkers on and I quieten myself down. And I can then hear what my voice is, inner voice is telling me. Last week, I was so frustrated. Mm -hmm. I was getting resentful. <clears throat> and resentment is part of the envy family. Do you know what I was envious of? Is everyone else is finishing school and everyone else is finishing work and going on holidays. And I've still got a few more days to go because I'm tired and I wanted to rest. And so you can understand where that resentment was coming in. Okay, so how do I, in amongst my last few days of work, buy myself a little bit more time? 
bring in a little bit more rest. And even if I'm busy, okay, how in that busy can I carve out five minutes to go and get the sun on my face, to sit and smell my coffee instead of, you know, shoving it down and burning my throat on the way? (laughs) So they're those sorts of things that I really talk about and listening and acting on that internal guidance. I rearranged stuff. Like I say, I cancelled on my appointments today. And you know what it was met with? The lady went, oh, my God, I am so glad you said that because I completely understand where you're at. Mm-hmm. She needed it too. So I also trust that the universe will divinely guide us in that way. And so if we have to push things off, if we go, no, I actually can't do this, mm-hmm. I look at the fact that what is in my highest good is automatically in everybody else's highest good. Very, very uh, powerful, very insightful. And then um, because what's interesting is you're talking about metaphysical healing. Mm -hmm. And um, what's interesting is you talk about impact of emotions on your health. And Mm -hmm. tell us about energetic and vibrational healing, because, you know, that's how we, you know, all of us endured some sort of childhood trauma, you know, or some emotional trauma. It's a very fascinating field. I have realized that the more I learn, the less I know, and therefore the more (laughs) I want to know. So I've actually banned myself from any new courses this year because I'm like, I just really need to take a bit of a break from that. But I'm, I'm always looking at that next course because you're right, there is so much to learn. And for those that don't know, metaphysical means beyond the physical. So we are looking at those things that feed into the physical, that inform the physical aspects of the body. And you're right, every single person has been through trauma. And a lot of people, I mean, I've had clients of mine going, no, I had a great upbringing, it was awesome. Mm. And I'll dig a little bit deeper and they'll have had very critical parents or parents with very high expectations that they never felt they could meet. I'm Mm. going, honey, that's a trauma. Because a trauma is anything, and I love Dr. Gabor Maté's work on this, and there's a lot of really amazing trauma-informed specialists who are coming out with this stuff. And I love that science is kind of catching up with what we've known for a while, is that a trauma is anything that your body finds less than nourishing and nurturing, Mm -hmm. and it's how we store that in our body. So it's not just, okay, my parents shouted at me, It's what did I make that mean when they shouted at me? Now, as very small children, we are egoic creatures. Everything is about us. So if our parents have a fight over money, we think it's our fault. If they do, you know, if they shout at us because they're tired, it's our fault. And so we will make meaning about it and we make it mean things. And even last night I had a session with my kinesiologist because I'm always working on myself. And I was like, I'm still carrying that story. Oh, my goodness. Mm. And there's this story that's carried through from childhood, almost like I need people kind of clinging on to me in unhealthy ways mm-hmm. because it makes me feel needed. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I've been so exhausted lately. Okay, what shift do I need to make so that I have healthier boundaries in place so that I don't have that same sort of thing draining me, so to speak? Because we... All of these different uh, pools on our time mm-hmm. are all like we've got electrical cables going out from us. Now, the healthy electrical cables, so with my partner, for example, we've got a healthy electrical cable. The energy runs both ways. 
some electrical cables <laughs> suck the energy out of you and you are just feeding it. So say if you're having an argument with someone, that is just pulling your energy. Mm-hmm. Some may be a bit dead energy, not moving much at all. And so it's really interesting when you start looking at the different relationships in your life. What I realized early in my life, um, I didn't realize until late in my life, but I realized earlier in my life, I should say, was that most of my relationships were me giving to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was getting little bits back, but certainly not as much as I was giving. So when you think about that in terms of an energetic equation, even though it's never quite a balance sheet, I'm pushing all of this energy out of me, but I'm only putting drips in the bucket to fill me up again. Mm-hmm. So chronic fatigue for me came from me energetically depleting myself and basically going into a massive debt of energy mm. that I then had to work on repaying. Mm. And then it took me years to get into even being a balance sheet, and now at least I'm in savings, but it's taken me years and years to get there because Mm. energetically I was like a fire hydrant, just everything was going out of me and drips coming back in. So we need to start looking at ourselves in that sort of um, equationary thing of what is filling me up and what is draining me and how can I address that balance? Oh, very fascinating. Because, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me, also, I'll, I'll allude to residency because that's just where all the trauma mm. happens and yeah. all the manipulation. But, um, you know, uh, it you know it took me like a, a whole month of sleeping 10 hours to recover from, you know, that, uh, that you know, two months of, you know, sleep deficit, mm. which is kind of similar to what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what, what, what's what's really interesting is when I hear about these work like energetic healing, you know, healing emotional wounds, you know, forgiveness. How do you know you're healed? I, I, I just, you know, so like you you do the work, but then how do you know, how can you see, you know, you're healed or that you, you know, moved on? Do you know, it's really interesting. And that's a beautiful question. Actually, funnily enough, nobody's ever asked me that one before. And I love it. I used to actually say the same thing to my teachers in kinesiology. I'm like, you know, we talk about unpeeling this onion. When the hell do we get to the middle of it? And P.S. Can I put it in my blender and just blitz the hell out of this onion and be done with it? (laughs) The way I describe it is I give a couple of different visuals. So those filament lamps that you see where there's the ball in the middle and there's a whole heap of little filaments out that sparkle, Uh every time we look at a different issue from a different perspective, we're gaining more filaments. So we're gaining more understanding from a more 360-degree view on an issue. Mm. So there are issues that I had early on that still pop up and I'm like, oh, my God, that chestnut again. Why? Where is that not healed? But because I'm gaining a different perspective from where I am now, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I get why that's come back in to give me a new layer of healing on the healing that I'd already done previously. Mm. So again, it's like those, um, the cliffs that you see at the seaside where you can see the sediments. Every layer you build is another layer of healing, another layer of acceptance of understanding of compassion of empathy not just for yourself but for the others Mm. and one of the things you know for forgiveness for example i i look at it slightly differently i can forgive 
say my ex-husband for some of his for being the sole being that he is mm. for the fact that he is doing the best he can with the tools he has mm. and also i will not condone a lot of the behaviors uh-huh. and i can hold those two very comfortably together mm-hmm. and they sit fine in my body and that's how i know i've healed i used to almost want to vomit when i heard his voice mm-hmm. it would be a visceral physical reaction to me and when I realized there was one day he pulled up out the front of my house, he was speaking to the children and I went, oh my God, that doesn't make me sick anymore. You get little realizations or something that used to trigger and activate mm-hmm. something in your body. You all of a sudden one day go, that's not, it's not having the same effect on my body. Mm-hmm. So the other visual I like to give is of a spiral staircase going up. You go every step you take, you're gaining a new perspective on what's happened to you in the past. Mm -hmm. You're able to look at it from where you are now with the wisdom that you've gained from the previous healing you've done. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to walk up this spiral staircase, gaining new perspectives. And sometimes we might need to go down a few steps and Mm -hmm. have another look at it and go, I didn't see that before. Okay, got it. And so it's not a it's not a linear process healing it is going back it is changing the tune it is doing different steps it is learning new ways mm-hmm. i think mostly what it is is having compassion for ourselves. Mm-hmm. the hardest thing for me to get to grips with was i was my own biggest abuser i thought i deserved everything that everyone threw at me because for years i'd been told what a shitful human being i was mm-hmm. and i believed it And then because of that story and me believing it, I, my internal voice Mm -hmm. was disgusting. I would not have dared say anything I said to myself to any person outside of myself. And yet that inner talk was horrible. It was nasty. As I started to ask myself some questions, I started to check in on that inner voice and go, hang on, is that true? Mm -hmm. Is that actually truly about myself? because I don't think it is anymore. And I'd start asking those questions and I'd start shining a light on it, but I needed compassion for that part of myself. I needed empathy for that part of myself. Every single day I was just trying to keep myself safe and those unresourceful behaviors Mm -hmm. are because at one time they kept me safe. It's the same as any person. Our unresourceful behaviors at one point were the best behavior we had to keep us safe Mm -hmm. and keep us alive until the next day. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very powerful, very insightful. Uh, You know, just talking about, you know, emotional trauma Mm. and, uh, you know, where you kind of, where you store that, that energy in your body, is it in your head or your neck or, you know, your chest or, you know, so um, very interesting. And um, how can people um, follow you on social media and contact you and, and, and follow you? Uh, so the best place I always t- say to start, because it's just easy, is my website, which is amandakate.com.au. So there is the .au on the end for Australia. Um, I am on all the social platforms, but the links are on my website. So rather than give you a whole heap to list out, just go to that one and you'll find me. And for all the listeners out there, Amanda's resources will be in the links and show notes. Um, thanks so much for tuning in and um, you sharing your wisdom. And be sure 
for the audience out there, be sure to follow Amanda on all her socials, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.